Activism Meet Impact podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and today we are talking about chocolate. So if you've been around Novel Hand for any amount of time, you know that I am particularly interested in the social and environmental issues of the chocolate industry. And it's not just because I like chocolate, it's because There are so many social and environmental issues in the chocolate industry. Um, I wrote about this for our first month of Impactful in June of 2021, um, and I've just been learning more about it since then. It's a really interesting topic um, just because of how there are so many different issues tied into this one product that we all, or I guess most of us, love. Um, So I'll just give a little background on chocolate and why it is so controversial in this sense and important. And then I want to talk a little bit about a new case that's been filed in the D.C. courts about chocolate labor practices and sustainability from an organization that I um, really think highly of. So I'm excited to get into some of the details of that litigation, but first I'll give a little bit of background on why it matters. So There have been labor and environmental issues in the chocolate industry basically for as long as it's existed. There's been um, exploitation for at least a century. Um, I read a book called A Modern Slavery that talked about labor exploitation in the cocoa industry over 100 years ago. And so this is really nothing new. A lot of these issues um, have existed throughout, um, you know, cocoa production in the modern world, as labor issues exist in many supply chains and in many food supply chains specifically. Um, So labor issues, as far as that goes, um, workers not making a living wage, workers um, having child labor in supply chains on cocoa farms, and then even um, in the most extreme forms of exploitation, um, slavery. So that's looked different, obviously, 100 years ago than it does today. Today, there's a lot of issues with workers not making a living wage, um, child labor where children aren't able to go to school at all. And this is mostly in West Africa, in Ghana and Ivory Coast. So those are sort of the labor and exploitation issues. There's also a lot of issues with environmental um, and sustainability topics. So a lot of that is deforestation in West Africa, but then also cocoa is often grown in monoculture, which is really bad for the environment as well. And so the way that cocoa is grown um, affects both people and the planet in really harmful ways. And a lot of that is tied back to um, corporations that are just set up in a way that is exploitative of people and of the planet. Um, there's also these connected issues of corruption within um, some of these governments in West Africa. There's been issues with organized crime and sort of trafficking, things like that. Um, you know, corporate tax rates come into play. So there's so many different um, issues that come into play with chocolate. And so it's really interesting. And then, of course, there's us, the consumers. And that's really where... Um, where this case comes into play. 
these issues have really been in the spotlight since um, the year 2000. There was some reporting and a documentary that came out that really displayed some of the most horrific parts of cocoa production. Um, and a few senators got involved. They tried to, you know, get Congress to pass a scheme that would give chocolate like a no slavery label. And the major chocolate producers really worked against that and lobbied against that. Um, companies made promises to eradicate slave labor from their supply chains by a certain year. But that year has been pushed back and pushed back to the point where today, over 20 years later, there's actually more child labor and more exploitation in cocoa um, farming than there was 20 years ago. And so there have been many strategies to try to ameliorate these problems, to solve them, to bring a living wage to cocoa farmers, to end child labor, all these sorts of um, equity goals. Um, a lot of There's been a lot of business strategies as far as Tony's Chuckle Only and other social enterprises working sort of from that um, business side. There's also been a lot of litigation and proposed policies in the U.S. from the consumer side. So like I talked about those senators trying to pass that bill. Um, just this past year, last December, there were oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court under the Alien Tort Statute trying to hold um, major chocolate companies accountable for using um, child slave labor in their supply chains. And the Supreme Court um, did not find that the companies uh, were liable for that. And so um, that kind of gutted the alien tort statute as far as human rights litigation in that sense. But what's exciting about what happened in the past week is new litigation coming out against um, Hershey's and the Rainforest Alliance. So this litigation, um, the plaintiff in the case, the, so the party bringing the case, is the Corporate Accountability Lab. They're a nonprofit based in Chicago. Um, to be completely transparent, I think very highly of them and the work that they do um, with legal design to um, come up with novel litigation techniques to hold companies and corporations accountable. I've talked to a few attorneys um, from the organization. And so I do know a little bit about it in that sense, just to be completely transparent. But um, they're coming at this from a little bit of a new angle in that they're looking at this as a consumer protection issue. So the way that the chocolate sort of industry works, there are millions of farmers, mostly in West Africa, and then smaller farmers in other parts of the world, largely um, Southeast Asia and then Latin America. But the vast majority of chocolate or co of cocoa is grown in West Africa. Um, and then there's sort of this bottleneck um, where there's very few chocolate producers and companies. But then on the other side of the market, there's, you know, millions and I think we can say billions of consumers. And so the market really has this sort of hourglass shape. And a lot of litigation has and, and just different strategies have kind of looked at that first sort of half of the equation, the farmers, and focused on creating change there or, you know, when we want to affect change for them, focusing on them. This litigation is unique that is focusing on the consumers and um, sort of the power that consumers have. I think we talk a lot about that when we talk about ethical and sustainable business is consumers having power and, you know, your dollar is your vote and all these things. This is novel in that it's a consumer protection Um complaint and so it's being brought under a specific act and let me find um 
the name. I'm reading from the complaint that was filed. Um, so the Corporate Accountability Lab, Cal, is um, complaint filed a complaint against Hershey's and the Rainforest Alliance for violations of the District of Columbia Consumers Protection Procedures Act. So basically, their argument, Cal's argument, is that Hershey's, so major chocolate company, and Rainforest Alliance, which is a certification scheme that promises that um, products that have their label are sustainable, that they have good labor practices, all these things. Um, Cal is saying that they have misled consumers, lied to consumers, because there actually is, you know, child labor, exploitation, unfair labor practices um, in those chocolate supply chains. And so this is unique for a few reasons. First of all, using this consumer protection law is unique. This really is like a human rights issue. And so using consumer protection law for human rights issues Um, as far as I'm aware, is pretty unique. And I think Cal would say the same as well. And then to be suing both Hershey and Rainforest Alliance um, for false and deceptive marketing representations of specific chocolate products um, is pretty unique because, you know, Hershey has dealt with this sort of litigation before. As far as I'm aware, most sort of certification schemes such as Rainforest Alliance or Oots or just other sort of like fair trade labels that you see on goods. I don't think they've faced a lot of litigation for, you know, false representation of their products. Um, And so going after both Hershey and Rainforest Alliance, I think is, is pretty unique in using that consumer protection law to do it. So basically um, what the complaint that Cal filed says is that, um, they're misleading consumers. They're saying that their products are made sustainably and responsibly um, and sort of list what that means as far as labor practices. Um, and then, you know, on the ground from investigations that have been done over the past 20 years, there's the Washington Post has been reporting, there's different um, reports and things like that. And then Cal actually has their own investigations that they've done. Um, basically, Rainforest Alliance you know, cannot claim that um, there are, you know, that there isn't child labor and other exploitative labor practices on in their cocoa supply chain um, because there's evidence that there is. I'm a first-year law student, so I can't really say um, whether or not um, this case, this lawsuit will be successful. Um, it's certainly novel, and th- so I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um the complaint is like honestly not too difficult to read compared to some of the texts that I've read um, in the past few months. And so I think it's um, really interesting to skim through if you kind of want to look at the argument that Cal has set forward. It's a little bit repetitive. And so I think that kind of helps in understanding it. Just the different allegations. Um, they have uh, little photos of some of the claims that Hershey's and Rainforest Alliance have made as far as like sourcing sustainably, blah, blah, blah all those sorts of things. Um, one thing to know, and I was talking to a friend about this, um, when you hear Rainforest Alliance, I think you think mostly of sustainability and that environmental side, but they really do promise lots of responsibility and labor things as well. And so even though it is Rainforest Alliance, um, this, uh, this suit is really about the labor and social, um, impacts of, of their cocoa and chocolate production. Um, so 
this is, like I said, a pretty unique way to try to litigate the issue um, using that consumer protection law um, to go after these companies. Um, so many products use the fair trade and other certifications as a way to show consumers that they have sustainable and ethical supply chains. And um, Cal is one of the foremost critics of some of those schemes. And I've read quite a bit about um, how reliable they are. And um, I think there's room for debate about how effective they are. And so I think this kind of shows that in a really real way. Um, so the case is in the District of Columbia. Um, I haven't taken <laughs> enough courses to know sort of what the next steps are. But I did read on here that um, Cal is asking for a trial by jury, um, which, wow, I hope I would be able to listen <laughs> in some way. Um, I've listened to Supreme Court arguments before, like with the previous case last year with um, chocolate, and it's so interesting. And so hopefully um, we'd be, get to be a little fly on the wall for a jury trial if it happened. Um, but, you know, I love that through Impactful, we get to really go deep into these topics and then revisit them when new things happen, when there's developments and change and things like that. So this is one example of that. And I hope to do more um, episodes like this where we're giving little updates on different topics that we've learned about together through Impactful. This one is personally interesting for me as a chocolate lover and a law student and someone who cares about um, ending exploitation in supply chains. Um, but I'll continue to update um, our followers about this on Instagram and here on the podcast as well. With that being said, I'm going to link a bunch of different articles that we've written and then information about this complaint and Cal's blog post about this um, in the show notes here so you can learn more about it and keep following it. Like I said, it was just filed last week and just sort of announced, like, I think over the weekend or on Monday. So it's very new and very exciting to see what happens with it. Um, obviously, with this sort of impact litigation, the hope would be that, you know, Hershey, Hershey's and Rainforest Alliance would be found, you know, sort of responsible for misleading consumers, but that this would also open the door to other litigation for exploitation and supply chains and um, false representations to to consumers like you and I. So I think this is an exciting case to, to be following. Um, you know, I'm not a lawyer and I don't know everything that's going on here, but hopefully I was able to give a little bit of background on the case and um, what it means for cocoa farmers and children working on cocoa farms um, and how it could create change um, in a novel way. That is the end of today's episode. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at novel.hand. Sign up for our newsletter at novelhand.com and be following all of our updates. We would love if you would share this podcast with a friend who might also be interested. If you know someone who's interested in law, someone who likes chocolate, um, someone who cares about labor, you know, they might find this interesting too. Thanks so much and we will catch you next time.